Welcome to Lean Leadership for Ops Managers, the podcast for leaders in ops management who want to spark improvement, foster engagement, and boost problem solving, and still get their day job done. Here's your host, leadership trainer, lean enthusiast, and spy thriller junkie, Jamie V. Parker. Hey, ops managers, listen up. Today's episode is relevant for everyone. I'm going to take a little bit of a divergence here. I'm actually going to share a budgeting tool, a personal finance tool that completely changed my life and that I still swear by. I'm going to walk you through what I've been able to achieve through it and why the budgeting tool and approach is so effective. And of course, I'll tie it back to how that can help us in our work as lean practicing leaders. You can see more details and get relevant links at our show notes. Those are at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast, and you can find episode 38. Now in the show notes, you're going to see a link that you can use to, to sign up for a free trial of this budgeting software if you want to. Now, I think it might give me like a free month or something. I'm not sure, but I'm not, that's not why I'm doing it. Um, I've actually bought uh, a year's worth of this, this software for many, many people over the years, just because I believe in it so much. So you can always feel free to just sign up through a regular link instead. All right. Are you ready? Let's go. I remember the moment I decided to do something about my finances. You see, it was a very specific conversation. About a year before that point, I had gotten a promotion, I moved to Denver, I bought my first house, and I was making pretty good money. My boss at the time, who had a house full of kids and was very frugal, who's very fiscally responsible, he made a comment to me. And he said something like, you know, you must be really banking away money without kids or something like that. Now, I'm sure I got the words wrong. I might even remember the sentiment wrong. But what I won't forget is how it impacted me. You see, I wasn't banking money away. Like I had my, you know, 401 contribution that I think was at maybe five or 6% at the time. And that was it. In fact, some months I was writing the credit card float. I would make purchases on my card, but not be able to pay it off until the next paycheck. So yeah, I wasn't accruing interest because I'd paid off before the due date, but I legitimately didn't have the cash when I made the purchase. And I was perplexed because you know what? My boss was right. Based on my income, I should have more expendable money sitting around than I did. I should be able to save more. Or if for whatever reason I didn't want to save, then I should have more to spend on vacations and the things I love. But I didn't. I wasn't like living extravagantly. I wasn't spending a bunch of money. But I still didn't have any. I couldn't explain where the money went. Like I would look and see this is how much net income I had, how much my paycheck was, how in the world was I spending that much? It didn't make sense. And that's when I started to tackle it. 
So I made, you know, a budget, like a spreadsheet budget and put in, you know, all my categories and how much money I, I should spend in each one. And then I did an envelope system. You know that, right? Like you physically get envelopes and make all your categories. So I had this like um, plastic divider, like a plastic sorter. And every two weeks after I got paid, I would go to the bank and get a bunch of cash out. Like I'd have to go to the teller, right? And get a bunch of cash out. Um, and I would put it in my plastic sorter and each, each one had an index card in it. And I would put the money in the shop, in the, in the section. And when I went shopping for something specifically, I'd take that cash for that category out with me. I didn't want to take the whole thing because I'd be like, you know, thousand dollars plus in there. But I'd take that section and go shopping. And then and when I got back, I'd record the amount on the index card and put back the excess, right? And it was making me more aware of where I was kind of overspending, if you will. I could see like, oh, wait, how did I run out of money for this already? Um, at least compared to what my, my Excel budget said I should be spending. <laughs> but it was a beast to do. The system was complicated. Carrying cash around all the time wasn't, wasn't easy. Saving receipts, remembering how much went to what, um, bringing it all back, getting it all written down, trying to track when I moved money from the grocery budget to my eating out budget. It was one of those things that I just couldn't keep it up. Like, the impact was positive. And I could see a little bit more. I could have a little bit more understanding. I could kind of make a 1% improvement, like a little bit, maybe a few steps of 1% improvements. But after about eight months, I hit a ceiling. Like it was done. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up. And I couldn't see a way for that system to get me past where I was. I was stuck. The good news is that I learned. What I learned is that the idea behind the envelope system provided value. The actual tool I was using wasn't working for my circumstances. That's when I went on a virtual scavenger hunt. <laughs> I had to find like, surely there's got to be a digital version of this, right? I mean, at this time, it, you know, it was, I don't know, 2015, I think. Like at that point, surely <laughs> there's a, a virtual version. Mint, no. Personal capital, no. Every dollar, no. None of those things were quite it. But then I found it. It's a system called You Need a Budget. That's right. The name of it is You Need a Budget or YNAB for short. And so in 2015, I signed up and I started using it. And let me tell you, here's what happened. In a matter of months, I paid off the remaining $10,000 of my student loans. I learned very quickly not just that I was overspending compared to my budget, my expected, but where I was overspending and on what. I could see where my budgeted amount just wasn't reasonable at the time and where my budgeted amount was reasonable, but my overspending was unnecessary. Within, I don't know, four months, six months, I was a full month ahead, meaning not only had I moved off the credit card float, but as an example, all of my May expenses were fully funded by April 15th, then by April 1st, then I was two months ahead. I upped my 401k contributions to 8%, then 10%, then 12%. I started a Roth. I doubled my amount of charitable giving, and I started saving for specific goals. In fact, 
um, one of the coaches, life coaches and business coaches that I follow and have worked with is a woman named Susan Hyatt. And she was doing retreats at the time. And she was doing this retreat in Barcelona. I was like, oh, I want to go on that. But it's $10,000 just for the retreat, plus airfare, plus any days that you add on for your own travel. And so I saved. And so for, um, I don't know how long it was, seven months, nine months, I don't know how long I saved for it, but I saved. And then I paid cash for that retreat. And when a family member needed help financially, I could give him the money. You know, he ended up paying me back about 18 months later. And I appreciate that he did, but I didn't expect it. And I certainly didn't require it because I knew, right? I know that money can get in in the middle of relationships and family issues, right? And I I definitely don't want that to happen. And I wanted to be able to give him that money feeling 100% comfortable that it's okay if he never repays it. Because I need to, even if he does decide to repay it because he chooses to it to do that, that needed to be his choice. That I needed to be able to provide it as a gift instead of a loan because I did not want that to ever be a thing between us. And I was able to do that. I was able to help him because of the work with YNAB. But it doesn't stop there. In 2018, I left my corporate job to start my own consulting practice so that I could serve more people, so that I could have a bigger impact, so that I could do the work that I love doing. And without a single client, without a single dollar on the books, I left my predictable income. And I could do it because YNAB allowed me to prioritize and save. And I use YNAB in my business too. That's how I was able to manage through lost income in 2020. And if you're a small business owner, then you may have heard of Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And I love the idea behind it about kind of allocating percentages. Um, But in his method, you have to open like 72 bank accounts and transfer money between them and have all these different buckets for bank accounts for taxes and owner's compensation, all that. All right, like it's not really 72 accounts, but it's a lot. And there's no way I would do that. But with YNAB, I can do the exact same process and get the benefits of profit first, but do it all in one business checking account, which lets me budget and manage cash flow in a way that QuickBooks ain't ever going to let you do, right? It's not going to help you do it. But now I can combine profit first and YNAB and have a very strong understanding and decision making about finances. Look, here's the point. This is not about bragging. You know what? I'm going to be real honest and tell you the first few years of entrepreneurship haven't made me rich. I've spent a lot of money investing in my business. I cut expenses in my personal life to reduce my personal budget spend. And there are a lot of money goals that I'm not meeting yet. But the reason I can do all this, the reason I can make it through those hard times, the reason that I can make those choices that align with my priorities and my values is because of YNAP. All right, commercial over. So what is it? Look, it's a digital envelope system. Here's how this thing works. Let me tell you how it works. And then I promise we're going to talk about what it means for lean. Okay. So you have your bank accounts and your credit cards and they're you're on your you know digital budget, right? And you can um, process manually, which a lot of people recommend, or you can be like me. I connect my accounts online so all of my transactions and stuff auto-populate, right? I'm kind of more of a make-it-easy, automated kind of person here. So you set your budget. You've got your categories. 
So I've got my regular monthly bills, like my mortgage and my electric and my water. Plus, I've got my other expenses, like my groceries and my fun money. And then income comes in to my to be budgeted, which is a top line item. And I budget those dollars to the categories of where I want those dollars to go. Where do I need that money to work? And every single dollar gets a job. I budget all the way down to zero. It might be to those expenses. It might be to a savings goal. Maybe I have a savings goal for that retreat in Barcelona. And so I budget money into that. So savings, it doesn't just go into some random like, well, we're just going to save. No, what am I saving for? Am I saving for my six-month emergency fund? Am I saving for a new uh, replacement car? Am I saving for um, a trip, right? (laughs) A trip to San Antonio that ends up moving for going from three days to eight days because of an ice storm? (laughs) Like, what am I saving for? So every dollar gets budgeted. Then when I make a purchase, the transaction Well, because I automate it, it'll go in, or if it's manually, you put it in, and I categorize it. So the money I spend comes out of whatever category. So if I go to the gas station and fill up my tank on my car, not, you know, $40 or whatever it is, is going to come out of the fuel line. Or um, back when I used to go to Broncos games, you know, four or six Broncos games every year, uh, pre-pandemic, I would you know, buy all my tickets and those would come out of my sports category. Now, I want to maximize my cashback credit card rewards since there's no credit card flow going on in my life anymore. So what I I would just use the credit card and it would move the amount from that category. Let's say it's those Broncos tickets. So it would move from my sports category and then move that money down to my credit card bill category, which meant I could put my credit card on auto pay. It's always going to pay that statement balance and that money is going to be sitting there in the category ready to pay it. Now I say the money's going to be sitting there. Obviously it's just like virtual, right? It's still sitting in my bank account. (laughs) The money's still in my bank account. I'm just in YNAB saying what that money is earmarked for. So that I know that money is earmarked for my credit card bill and I'm not going to spend it on anything else because it's, it's in the credit card bill category, right? Hey, you know what? Something happened. I can move money from category to category. I can budget in advance so I can take my income from this month and budget it to next month or the next month. There's an app on my phone. When I'm at the mall buying clothes, I can check my clothes budget before I check out. Oh, not enough money? Well, that's okay. It just means there's now a decision. And I can decide that I want to put something back to stay within my budget or I can decide that the clothes are really important and I can choose to move money from a different category to cover it, right? I have complete control. And so it's not about budget from a place of scarcity. It's about budgeting to align with your priorities, with your values, with what's important to you today. And it's freaking amazing. It's so amazing that there is this YNAB fan group on Facebook that is not run by YNAB at all. It's run by users, by volunteers, by, um, you know, app users, and it has more than 60,000 members, right? Like it's almost cultish, actually. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of, kind of cult-like. We have our whole language. We talk about you know, whamming and all kind of, right, we've got our, our own um, vocabulary, but it's still community. 
And so if you have a question or a problem, you can go into that community and people pipe in and help you. And if you're feeling frustrated, you can go in there and people will listen and give you encouragement. And if you have a win, you drop it in there and people are going to celebrate with you. And people are they're jumping up and down ready to help because it's so amazing for them too, right? This is what we mean by creating value, right? Creating value. That's what's happening here. So here are the main impacts and how they tie back for lean practicing leaders. So YNAB allows me to prioritize based off of what my values are. What do I think is important? Do I want the clothes or do I want to go to the Broncos game? There's no right or wrong answer except what's important to me. And I get to change that as my needs and my values change. So this is something that enables me to prioritize based off my values. It's a visual management. It shows me expected, the how much I plan to spend, and the actual, the how much I've actually spent. And I can put those categories in there for, let's say it's an annual thing. So so maybe my car insurance. And instead of trying to pay monthly and having that extra three or four dollars a month fee because you're paying monthly, I can pay annually. And every month I drop in however much it is so that when that bill comes annually, all the money is planned. And I so I can see that actual how much I plan to spend or the expected how much I plan to spend and the actual how much I actually spend and what is the variance. YNAB enables good decision making. It's not about what I decide, but about helping me make informed decisions. Think about that when you're thinking about your daily meetings, your startup meetings, your stand-ups, your huddles, and you're thinking about the board and the agenda. How is that helping your team members make good decisions? Think about your visual management. What type of visual management is there? And how does it help team members make informed decisions? Or how does it help you in your own leader standard work, in your own routines? But we're not done because YNAB helps me set my vision. I can change my categories. I can set a vision and then I can set the goals to get there. It helps me with behavior change. I can look at the app and make those decisions. I can look at my categories, make a decision. And maybe I decide, uh, you know what? That's not as important. I'm not going to go do that. Or you know what? I am because that money is here. And so I can spend without guilt. It enables me to handle the unexpected. Oh, you know what? I can plan for car repairs by putting money in. But you know what? Maybe my car got totaled. (laughs) Or a repair is a much bigger repair than I was expecting. And now I can take a look at and see everything that I have and say, how can I move this around? How can I make this work? I now have the information to problem solve when something like that happens or when I have repeated variances of budget to actual. So think about the systems you're using, the tools you're using, the communication, the routines. How is that helping you to better solve when there are repeated variances? How is it helping your team to better solve problems when you have repeated variances? I get to iterate. The system's flexible. It's not some board that we had printed and now we can't change it and it's going to cost us $700 to get a new board printed and so now we don't really want to get one printed, right? We ha- we're able to iterate. We're able to ch- I'm able to change. As I get closer to my next target condition or my challenge or my vision, as my circumstances change, I can go into YNAB anytime 
and change my budget categories, re reallocate how I'm spending the money, move things around. Like I have complete control and I can iterate in the moment. And then there's community to help teach and support and mentor and share and empathize and celebrate to take this journey with me. So I want you to think about what you're hearing and how it maps to you, to how you can effectively lead people to create value. In fact, that is your next step. I want you to reflect on the list of things I'm about to give you and ask yourself how well these things show up in how you're leading your team. Ready? Here's your list to reflect on. Aligning priorities with values. Making work visual. Showing expected to actual and being able to see variances that occur. Planning that informs decision-making. Visuals that inform decision-making. Priorities that inform decision-making. Setting a vision, setting smaller goals, and then iterating and adjusting and problem-solving your way there. Flexibility to meet changing needs and to respond more quickly. And community togetherness. Reflect on those things. How well are they showing up in how you're leading your team to create value. Listen, I've been using YNAB for six years and I have no intention of ever stopping. This wasn't something that taught me something and now it's like, oh, okay, now I can go on without it. I have every intention of continuing it. And if you add on to that, the fact that it is so good, I have no intention of ever canceling my subscription Here's the thing, it's a really good company. It's a great place to work. They make responsible decisions. They lead from the heart. And I feel good about giving them my money. And here's what I suspect, that those two things, that they provide a tremendous amount of value and that I feel good giving them my money, my suspicion is that those two existing together isn't entirely coincidental. Look, I am a YNABber for life. And if you want to learn more, or if you want to check it out, you can head over to my show notes, which you can find at processplusresults.com forward slash podcast, and then find episode 38. Until next time.